back to Venting with V. It's Veronica Mari, and you've probably seen the title. Today we're talking about learning to feel love, which is different from actually loving. And I think uh, many of us are familiar with the term love is a verb. And I do think that the verb is necessary in sustaining relationships, but I do think that the feeling of love as well is also uh, an important element in feeling connected and attached to people in healthy ways, of course. And so, you know, it's probably going to be a bit of a heavier episode, if I can say, just by the nature of how vulnerable the topic is. You know, we all have a desire to love and be loved. And that feeling of not having that is a lot of, you know, emotions can be attached to that. I'm going to share a story with you. I don't remember what year it was, but when I was in, I would say my early, maybe early to mid-teens, I went for a summer camp. It was called Camp Blue Sky. And it's a two-week camp, and, you know, I've always been a person who's, like, slow to warm up, but then once I warm up, I'm just, like, out there. (laughs) And so it took me a while, and... um, you know, of course, uh, in summer camp, if you've gone for summer camp before, it's you're sharing a space with people, you're sharing emotions, you're sharing new experiences, you know, you're probably, you know, we would sometimes do like rock climbing or high ropes. So there's all these new, whether it's excitement or fear or uh, that feeling of victory and, you know, you're doing team activities. So there's that really so many, such a range of emotions that you experience during camp. And remember, this is where a lot of people made friends and made a lot of bonds. And, you know, over time, I learned how to open up and talk to people. Um, I I remember after camp, though, I'm, you know, probably the only one from camp who didn't keep in touch with anyone. And I remember it was years later when uh, I bumped into someone from camp and he was like, where have you been? We were looking for you, like, we just couldn't find you after camp. It's like you disappeared from the face of the earth. And that was a very confusing feeling for me. I didn't even think anyone thought about me or cared about me. And this is just one example, but there are several instances in my life where that feeling of love and feeling loved wasn't present And so this caused me to be detached from other people's experiences. And, you know, over time, you know, learning a lot about... Actually, a book I would recommend is Attached. I forgot who the author is. But they talk about, like, attachment styles, you know, the anxious, avoidant, anxious, avoidant, and the secure. And it's later that I learned that I had some avoidant tendencies where I didn't want to become, um, what they say, like, intimate with someone, like, have a close connection or bond with someone and I think especially in a Christian space because the action of love is so well defined I over the years had learned to love in terms of the action but not necessarily in terms of the bond and the security that is meant to come with that When our request for love has been rejected or denied in either a big way or, you know, multiple times, especially in formative years of our lives, it can lead to deep pain or shame. 
and sometimes if the if you don't have if you do have proper support you can process that and you can grow out of that but when you don't have proper support um those feelings can stick with you and if we don't have another way of getting that need met you know perhaps you can be uh rejected by a friend but then you know there you have other friends fortunately or maybe you were dating someone and then you know you had you felt rejected and you broke up but then you know you can always find someone else the right person for you but if there is no other avenue for you to have that need met so perhaps if it's a parent or maybe if you did just have one friend and you're struggling to make other friends as a way of of um surviving we sometimes learn to suppress those needs in other words because the reality of wanting something and that thing or that person not wanting you is denied we convince we teach ourselves that we either don't have that need or that need is not important and i mean i say thing or person because it's not always a person you know maybe you love writing but writing doesn't love you back maybe you feel like you suck at writing or maybe you love music but you happen to be a terrible singer or a songwriter and and that so you convince yourself it's something that you know is meant to bring you joy you now suppress that love you have for the thing because you feel like it's you suck at it um And so now you end up feeling just unhappy or maybe it's like a job you really wanted um and it just didn't work out. And so you convince yourself you didn't really want it, you know. And I I think for whatever reason a lot of us sometimes like whether it's um you know if you look on social media, I don't know if this has happened to you, but for me sometimes I don't know if you've seen someone who is like just, you know, really thriving in all areas of their lives and when you look at where you are it feels so out of reach sometimes so you almost want to convince yourself i don't really care about those things you know <laughs> um so it can be something as you know small as that but let's firstly talk about how do, how does that suppressing of love or wanting a desire for something how does suppressing that feeling um affect us The first thing is that it can leave us feeling detached. So for instance, if you um don't like to get too close to people, so perhaps growing up you would move a lot, so you learned don't get too attached to people. So now, you know, as you grow up or even during that period, you can be interacting with people, but you've not allowed yourself to feel love for them. So it's kind of like you know how people say you're in a crowd but you feel alone. it's because that feeling of being seen is not there the second thing is of course putting a wall in relationships that every time things get too serious you change the mood or you disappear or you stop replying or um you find a reason to fight to the person you know um and the third thing is becoming unable to empathize fully If you haven't um truly been felt loved and seen and accepted and affirmed, you can actually become quite intolerant of other people's um flaws or vulnerability. And I remember there were times, you know, it's it's silly, but like when I was younger, um 
maybe someone had a crush on you but then that kind of like irritates you it's like ew you know and it's because for you when you um had needs and they weren't seen and they were rejected you felt ashamed so now when you um see someone share those same feelings because you yourself haven't learned how to feel that you're unable to empathize with that person and so you reject them in the same way that you reject your own feelings because your feelings were rejected the fourth thing is holding ourselves back so for instance you know like i said with the whole watching people's lives on social media so perhaps you feel like wow traveling is so out of my reach so you, you never even make the effort to book a plane ticket do you know what i mean or you never make the effort to meet new people you just stay in your own little corner do the same things you've always been doing and so um denying or like rejecting the love we have for people or for something can cause us to live in a bubble or you can find that a lot of your relationships are the same they're just very much on the surface you never talk about anything that is meaningful to you you know you only know how to be around people when things are good or when it's about having fun or when it doesn't require any commitment from you Number 5 is bitterness, anger and resentment. When you have been rejected by someone that you perceive to kind of um owe you, if that's how I can say like I think we have expectations of parents or we have expectations of friends or we have expectations of spouses, not so much strangers. Like you're not going to have the same expectations um with those people in your inner circle that you do with someone that you just met you know um but when a need has been rejected by someone close to you you can feel very angry it's like why wouldn't you just give me this you see how much i need it and you claim to love me but why would why don't you take my needs seriously it hurts and that can make you feel angry and bitter toward them especially if this has occurred in childhood and then number 6 which i you know touched on earlier is rejecting those who want to get close to us um i don't know if you've ever noticed but you know for some people it's like they only want to make an effort to love those who don't love them but then those who do love them it's like you <laughs> you know what i mean and and we see it especially like in movies where it's you have this great guy or great gal and you know they're emotionally secure and they're confident and they're there and they see you and they love you for who you are but you want the person who takes you for granted the person who doesn't want you back is not the person that you're after and that is a method of rejecting intimacy number 7 and you know again i i would like to mention that obviously i'm not a like psychologist or anything like that this is venting with me i'm i'm literally just talking about my feelings and the things i've gone through um with that said number 7 is depression emptiness and feeling hopeless when you've shut down your feelings for so long it you can start feeling this looming sadness that never leaves you and you never quite know what it is because you've never experienced what it's like to love and be loved and so you don't quite know what's missing from your life but you're just feeling detached and unhappy and then it um if it extends for a period of time you just feel like there's no point to life everything is meaningless 
you're good at your job but so what people like you and you seem to have a lot of friends but there's this deep sadness areas of ourselves where we've never allowed love to thrive or that love has never been nurtured in us of course there's also um, the clinical side of depression in which it could be a chemical imbalance so that's not to say that um, the experience is solely because of life events i i don't know the complexity of it um number eight is loneliness yeah like you go through life and you because you have um it could be like loneliness because of being alone in the sense that you don't have any people around you or it could be loneliness in the sense that the people you have around you don't know you and they don't know you because you've never allowed yourself to be seen and you haven't allowed yourself to be seen because when you did um make that request whether it was in you growing up or through a particular experience that desire for love or that expression of love was rejected or it was ridiculed and so you might not be aware of it but there are parts of yourself that have never seen the light and that makes you just feel detached and lonely and then number nine is passive aggressiveness um i don't know if you've encountered this but some people like the closer you are to them the more they kind of disrespect you question how do we move forward one is i can share what i know thus far but i would love to hear from you especially if this is an area you don't struggle with because i feel like if you have the answer <laughs> help us out <laughs> you know what i'm saying um, but this is what i've learned so far from progress again not out of like mastering this area of my life or anything like that <music> The first thing is honesty with yourself. Like really allow yourself number 1 to admit I do want these people to like me or I do want this person to love me back. Admit it to yourself and don't even try to do anything about it yet. Sit with that feeling of caring about people. Recognize what it feels like. I think sometimes we admit we convince ourselves that we don't want something or that it's not really for us but that's because wanting it is too scary if it doesn't want us back but admit it to yourself at least be honest with yourself first even if it just stays with you be honest with yourself you do care about these people or that person or that thing
want to feel like you belong. You want someone to miss you. You want someone that feels like home. You want someone to be excited to see you and you want to feel love. But you're too scared to admit it because it might not happen. So let's get practical. How can we be honest with ourselves? One way is journaling confessing it sometimes in your heart or in your mind or just saying it out loud but like yes I do care and that's why it hurts and then you might also have room to tell someone whether it's a therapist um, but I would say if this is new to you like pace yourself I don't know if you guys have ever had a vulnerability hangover, but it sucks. So <laughs> pace yourself, like be sure that what you're sharing is like you're ready to share all of that, you know. Don't just go out there and say all of it at once to the person, <laughs> you know. And then uh, next is validating that honesty. So this could be saying, I do not need to feel ashamed about this desire this is an okay feeling. It's good and healthy to care about people. It's how human beings form bonds. My flaws do not make me unlovable. And reminding yourself, I also have good sides. Yes, there are some parts of me that I hope will be acceptable. But there are also parts of me that are great. And reminding yourself that. And I don't know what the circumstances were, but I would say if, if you're a child um, or if you experienced your, rather, if you experienced your rejection in childhood, remind yourself that it's not my fault. It's not your fault, you know. Sometimes we feel like, wow, if, if my mom or my dad couldn't love me, then I must be like a truly, you know, unlovable human being. But remind yourself that has nothing to do with you. And then number three is move in the direction of what you want. So that could be meeting new people, asking people to hang out, you know, investing in your current relationships. Because you might like those people, but maybe you didn't want to really get to know them because of that risk. You can ask people for reassurance. I think this is kind of what I'm learning right now in this phase of my life. Sometimes we don't want to... Um, admit our insecurity because we're embarrassed of how of how it's going to make us look that it might make us look needy um but for people who care about you they do care about your needs so yes there is a personal work that you need to do not just to need people to reassure you or to remind you who you are all the time do that work and then if you have a low moment it's okay to ask for reassurance the next thing is show your love like Find ways of doing it. If you don't want to verbally say it, find ways. Whether it's, I'm going to wake up 20 minutes earlier to make this person a, a cup of coffee. Or you know what I mean? Like, find ways to validate that love. Um, and even validate other people's importance to you. Whether it's like a cute sticky note and saying, hey, just wanted you to know I appreciate you. Or sending a text like, hey, I really, you know, I, um, enjoyed hanging out last week. Whatever, whatever. Um... It was a lot of fun. Like, just do that. That will allow you to connect with that feeling that, hey, I actually really did enjoy that time, you know. And then process the painful moments where you felt rejected. 
And I think part of this processing is identifying the moments that we do feel rejected. Is it when someone looks at you a certain way? Is it when, you know, for me, is where I'm learning where my triggers are, when someone doesn't respond, when someone doesn't say, you know, I love you back. Like, what is it that's triggering you? Identify that and see when it happens and then start reassuring yourself in those areas. And like I said, it's okay if you have, like, um, safe relationships to ask that person for reassurance. But you need to know what your triggers are because sometimes you leave with a feeling of rejection, but you don't know what exactly caused that feeling. So you want to go back there, understand what caused that feeling. Can I trust that feeling? That's another aspect of it is can you actually trust that feeling? And then other times the rejection could be over. Someone verbally said that to you or, you know, you didn't get invited. It could be something like that. And remembering that so that if it happens again, being able to process, okay, in the broader scheme of things, is is this thing that important? Like maybe you weren't invited to one lunch, but then, you know, you hang out to that person all the time. So your emotions may want to tell you they don't like me, but you have to like process and look at like the whole um, trail, your historical event and see, oh, okay, they must appreciate me because dot, dot, dot. And then you want to observe when you're standing in your own way, like be, start paying attention to like when you feel rejected, how do you react or respond whether it's coming off as cold, coming across as disinterested, saying no because you're afraid that it's going to end badly just like the last time, whether it's refusing to open up or being mean. Some people become mean the more they care, so be conscious of stuff like that. And I'm just going to end today's episode by speaking a few things over you. The first one is, you are still lovable, what happened to you is not your fault. Your flaws aren't your personality. Although you feel like you've missed out, you can still have the love you've been seeking. You were in God's mind before you even came to this earth. Therefore, you are inherently accepted. How other people treated you is not a reflection of your value. And I encourage you, get up and love again. But this time, love the healthy way, you know. I hope something in here has brought you closer to feeling love. You deserve it and you can have it. With that said, have a great week. <laughs>